Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and tonight we record episode 122 of the Nintendo Shack podcast on this day, Pokemon Day 2020. I hope all you trainers are out there getting it. Before we begin, I'd like to thank all of those that support us at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you, Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh, the Bonesaw Borboni, Coach Mo, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calicote, Michael Massick, and the Egg Shin, Zach Bradshaw. Tonight marks a special occasion. I'm rejoined by the one intensis, Miss Caroline. How Hello. has uh, life been? You've had all this free time. You're not podcasting. I mean, you're you're. What are you doing? You, you, the last time we spoke, you were you were going to paint more. You said no. that you were you were going to play more games. And not uh, playing I, more games. obviously, <laughs> you're doing all of these things, right? Like, did, have you taken well, vacations? I- you're seeing the world. Did you get to Japan? No, not with this coronavirus thing going around. Brian and I are getting ready to batten down the hatches and like stay in the house for three weeks because apparently this thing's about to come to the United States and it already has. And well, patient, zero, yeah, patient zero is probably in Atlanta is what they're saying now. Uh, I mean, so there there are gun clubs with like 4000 percent more members than than coronavirus. It's not. I'm aware. I'm aware of that. But at this, and, and the flu is way more deadly than this. But if people are going to shut down, I'm going to take advantage of everything shutting down because I love being in my house. I wonder, is it, and I, I mean, I don't want to derail into this at all. I, I'm talking to public health tomorrow and I'm very interested to hear what they have to say. I wonder if, is this like happening in other industries or is it just like a gaming convention only thing? Like, I know there are all kinds of conventions. There's like movie conventions, well, there's horror conventions, there's got to be all kinds of conventions. Are they all closing too or is it, is it strictly the video games? Well, because the video game industry is still so heavily influenced by the Japanese. And I think that it's hitting harder in Asia right now. That's mm. probably why. Everything's kind of on lockdown with airlines. I was reading a statistic on how much money Delta has lost because of all the flights that are not going in and out of China. And it just blew my mind. They're basically hemorrhaging money. It's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, it's just something it's it's something that I think is more of a, a scare at this point. But then again, one of Brian's uh, co-workers did say that she has a friend that works at the CDC here in Atlanta and said that uh, they don't normally send out emails like that unless it's a legit thing so to to answer your question donnie i I work in the automotive industry and the suppliers there a lot of them are in china and so all day long for the past two weeks it's been uh, phone calls with no we can't get that to you because uh china shut down because of the coronavirus so it's not just video games but uh, at least automotive industries my uh, enamel my enamel pens are all produced in China and everybody that I get enamel, all these artists that I get enamel pens from, I've been expecting some since January that still aren't here because they've mm-hmm. shut down the factory. So it's pretty much everything in China is shut down right now. The and I think the prime minister of Japan <laughs> shut down all the schools. That's what I heard. Jeez. Uh, so here's, I've been preparing planning. Uh, I've been on planning teams preparing for a situation, an event like this my entire career. 10, 12 years. I, I, I know quite a bit about it, at least when it comes to mass prof- prophylaxis and 
kind of the CDC's readiness to distribute things and how it would be done and pods and all the buzz terms. And I can tell you in all of my years, the planning to engage any sort of mass messaging and media and things like that were numbers far, far greater than this. And it's mm. just, it's very interesting because it was on all these years, it was like, well, we'll enact this at this threshold and this threshold and this threshold. And so far, this threshold is like I think a, a tenth of, of that. And people are definitely. like, oh my God, run for your lives. <laughs> I think definitely a lot of, we're in the age of social media. The last time this happened was SARS back in 2003. And I remember some of that and we studied it in school, but I don't think, obviously we didn't have social media. We probably had to aim instant messenger. That was about it. Oh, so even like swine <laughs> flu happened. It wasn't that long ago. I know. And we had the internet. Um I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying that it's, it's not cause for concern. I'm not trying to make light of a situation. I'm just from from all of my education, and everything like that. It just just seems to be like it's I don't want to say catching people off guard. I just the reaction seems to be more than the people um, that deal with this on a daily basis. were planning for That's the we only thing the I'm day trying to say. Age where everybody's afraid of a zombie apocalypse. So what else did you expect? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I'm going to introduce that dulcet tone over there as Steven. One uh, Zenith, aka Hero Shade. Hero Shade. Maybe he's gonna yeah. change his, his change his Discord tag again next week. What is it gonna I, be? I've, I've, I've only changed it once. <laughs> I, I only changed it the one time, so I just wanted something shorter. And yeah, welcome to the shack, man. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm doing really good. Enjoying a week off of school, uh, which is great. Uh, they closed down for so. coronavirus. No, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, they call it winter break, but it's winter spring break, yeah. break for us. But sure. Who knows? Maybe, maybe with all the, uh, you know, hubbub going on, we'll, uh, we'll end up shutting down for coronavirus too. I wouldn't be upset with that. It might. So, um, okay. So you joined because you reached out saying, Hey, if you're, if you're looking for folks, I'm interested in joining the Nintendo shack. And I got a, uh, you know, I was tweeting all about it and I was telling all, uh, all of our friends like, Hey man, all these people, they, they want to join them. I'm going to have to have all these shows. Um, and I, and I told you last week that, I think I think we had like fourteen or fifteen people reach out, and it was crazy. Come on, y'all! That first come week. on, y'all! And here's you guys the are just th- too popular. <laughs> Everyone wants to hang out with you. Um, the uh, thing I felt is, bad for a while. I was like, dang, okay, maybe I shouldn't have given up my seat. You know? Well, your seat is enshrined. Your seat is forever. I, you always I, have a seat. That's right. I, I was just. I was I'm going to do like the Joker I thing, like in the Batman I movie. I'm just going to push Steven's cam <laughs> off the screen. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Um, but the cool thing about it was I reached out to a couple people. And then I had a handful of people reach out to me, which I didn't expect. And Steven was one of those folks that reached out to me that I wasn't anticipating, which is why I put out the like raise the banner anyway. It's why I, I raised the spotlight. Mm. I wanted to see what happened. Steven was about of a group of like six or eight that were like, I'd love to do it. Some of those folks already had podcasts. Some of them were wanting to get into podcast. And uh, out of those people, he's the only one that made it to the show. Week by week, as I asked for questions and I started asking about equipment and I started asking more importantly about commitment and like this, yeah, I gave it some thought. I talked about it with my wife. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> and it just, well, here we are. You're the, you're the last, you're the last of us. Steven, you're the last one. So congratulations oh, for making it I'm this far. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. <laughs> awesome, dude. Or as Donnie's Kevin very- might say, he might say, get out now. You've come too far already. <laughs> Run. <laughs> Donnie's very nitpicky about things. So uh, I would definitely say that it's a good achievement that you're here. Oh, thanks, Carol. Yeah. I have a vision for what I want the show to be. 
It does. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So you have to answer some questions. New host okay. questions. These are the same questions. So, Stephen, tell us, what is your history with Nintendo? What console did you start with? What makes you love Nintendo today? Well, I have been a fan of Nintendo as long as I can remember. In fact, one of the earliest, if not the earliest memory I have is sitting on my dad's lap playing Mega Man X on the SNES. And uh, I I remember we'd have a bunch of those post-it notes all over next to it that had all the uh, uh, passwords for Mega Man X that you had to enter in. So I could just hop into whatever stage I wanted to play because obviously I couldn't beat the game that young. But it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, I I played a lot of um, so Mega Man X, Castlevania, Super Mario, I uh, had a great time with the SNES, but it was, uh, I mean, I was young, I was casual with it. I don't think I really got really into Nintendo and video games until the N64 and Ocarina of Time. And that, you know, like most people, just was a eye-opening experience that I'd never had before. And uh, just got into my heart in a way that Zelda's become my favorite franchise ever. And I have to play every single game. And it's, you know, a personal achievement for me to beat each one. And Ever since then, it's been every Nintendo console, every game. Uh, uh, love Zelda, love Metroid. Um, Smash is a big one. Fire Emblem's become a big one for me. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been a lot of uh, you know my whole life of being a Nintendo fan, and it's it's a great thing. The only one that I I really didn't get into was the Wii U, and that was a little bit because I was a poor, starving college student and didn't yeah. have the funds for it, and it you know didn't have quite the appeal that some of the others from. A casual standpoint but everything else i've been there you know day one pretty much and uh been a big fan as long as i can remember more importantly from kevin why would you want to subject yourself to this <laughs> well you see kevin uh you bring so much negativity i just felt like i needed to bring some positivity oh no God. no no i'm kidding i'm kidding kevin slam <laughs> just comes in no, with it... the rock bottom right out of the get-go yeah. it's like, listen here kevin i've been meaning to tell Man. you this for a long time Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to get out of here quick as fast as I can. Jeez. No, in all, in all seriousness, um, I got into podcasts back when the TV show Lost was a big thing. And I, I was listening to it. Uh, I think it was called The Lost Podcast with Jay and Jack. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever at the time. It was when podcasts were becoming a big thing. And mm-hmm. ever since then, I've always really, really wanted to, to be on one. And I even my friends and I tried to do a video one back in high school and it was really dumb and we had no purpose and no subject. And uh, we posted it on iTunes and I don't know if it still exists on the Internet. I kind of hope not because that would be really embarrassing. Um, But it's been a a dream of mine to, you know, do a little bit of podcasting. So uh, that's that's why I would subject myself to something like this. Very cool. Very cool. You have a radio voice like big time, too, I just have to say. Oh, yeah. thanks. That's actually something that people have told me a lot. I, I I told Donnie when I told him I was interested in coming on that I did a little bit of uh, radio when I was in college. Uh, I had my own little weekly radio show. So I have oh. a little bit of experience, but this is basically my very first podcast. Now I have to ask, tell me about your radio show in college. Oh, man, it was it, nothing special. Um, mostly it was two hours where I would play uh, a variety of classic rock you know, Led Zeppelin, Def Leppard, Van Halen. And then I put in little news segments where I'd cover maybe the latest sports updates or news going up around campus. No conspiracy theories about the school or anything like that? No, I should have. Let's rally the troops. Overtake the cafeteria. I was more focused on just let's 
do music and news and let's not venture out into anything too crazy. So nowadays <laughs> it might be more fun to get into that. But yeah, company man, company man. Awesome. Dean is like, that's a good, that's a good radio host. Oh. I like him over there. <laughs> My wife just texted me. She's like, you got to tell him that your, uh, your tagline was rock with the doc. Everyone would call me Dr. Crocker. Um, so <laughs> my tagline was, uh, come rock with the doc at six oh, o'clock. That's so cute. I love it. That's love really, it. really good. That's really, really good. Okay. Um, well, thank you, Stephen, for, for yeah. going through all of this, for all the DMs, for all the messages and making here. And thanks for coming on the shack this week man it's much yeah, appreciated thank you very much for having me having me so let's get into this week in nintendo and let's start with today's news today is pokemon day so today marks uh the 24th anniversary of nintendo of uh, pokemon red and green releasing in japan right yes, I think that's yes. How it is. yeah um it's the official release uh today marks the official release of the pokemon movie mewtwo strikes back the remake um evolution i think it's called it's in netflix hmm. and oh, that uh, came out today yeah, really? it's out today. I didn't know that. I, I'm still I'll not. Check that out later. You guys know the one I'm talking about. Like you've seen the, this is, the this comparisons. Is a 3D one, right? It, this is yeah. a 3D remake. Yeah. I still... it, it's is it just like an enhancement of the original one? No, 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 no. 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 It's like they made 3D models of all the characters, and they. Oh, yeah. It's basically the original movie with 3D, but like Toy wow. Story. Kind yeah, of. Dude, that was. Yeah, that kind was one of my favorite movies growing up. I mean, I yeah. love the movie. I'm gonna watch it, so I'm not trying to prejudge it. But just side by side, I prepare. I like I, I prefer the old style. Like still, like even when I watch it, I'm like, mm, I don't know about this. Wasn't this the movie that had the Pikachu vacation thing in the beginning? That might have that might have been the next one. Was like Pokemon 2000? Yeah, yeah. I think I think because one of them was just so insanely short that they had to put the whole vacation thing in the beginning in order to make it like a 90 minute film i love the vacation the swing on the swing i know it's really cute yeah, but they I got the vacation is, song going yeah it's yeah so, what i'm saying adorable. is the movie that it came with was ridiculously short <laughs> yeah. um speaking of mewtwo he's now appearing in max raid battles in sword and shield for a limited time this marks the first legendary pokemon to appear in a max raid battle um, but it's so powerful, level 100, all max stats, and you cannot catch it. It's impossible. They've said it. Um, I've, I've still seen, beat it. I'm still seeing folks on Twitter like, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure they code that in there that it's impossible. Well, there's enough hackers out there. They might unless be there's a 0.0001% chance. He just dropped some really sweet loot, all kinds of orbs and stuff that I quit caring about when they put them in Pokemon games. So I, mm. go read uh, Rebecca's blog. <laughs> she, she breaks it all down. <laughs> Uh, the Kanto starters are also appearing in raids in Pokemon Sword and Shield. And so go out there, get your Charmander, your Bulbasaur, and your Squirtle. Jack lost his mind last night because uh, I told him I was reading the blog and I was like, it says it starts the 27th. I was like, so it won't be there tomorrow. He's like, I'm going to go check. And it was available last night. He was out there. He's he's already got a last oasis and he's trying to get another one. And, oh. and, and I was like, catch me some. He's like my little farm. I'm just like, hey. I was about to say, it's just yeah. like, just tell him to go do it and he'll do it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> hey, go catch this for me and then trade. And I don't even trade it to him. He's like, all right, I got it. And I just hand him my switch. I'm like, just go put it in the box. Just mm. here. <laughs> Take the second switch. He just wants a, a reason to keep playing. Uh, which it's is new really, age really gaming cool. right there. Yes. Uh, a new mythical Pokemon has been revealed. Zarud, the rogue monkey Pokemon, is yeah. out. The mythical mm. monkey to sword and shield. What do you guys think about about this one? It is Monkey odd seemed odd. I thought it was supposed to be a werewolf based on the silhouette, which I felt matched the you know England uh, setting worked. better. But monkey 
I don't know. I, I don't know if there's a connection yeah, to Grookey English setting and, and its evolutions, and it's very it's almost the same color scheme. Why did we need this? That's, and they even have them like battle in the little premiere. Yeah, video I saw and I that. Like, they look like mm-hmm. they look the same. Yeah. I said it looked like a cross between Rillaboom and Incineroar. Like, there's mm. your dark and there's your grass type. It literally yeah. looks like an Incineroar almost. Yeah, I've said there's my some piece similarities about, there. I've said my piece about the modern Pokemon design. I haven't seen too many that have really caught my attention. Yeah, no. I mean, like I was saying in chat earlier today, I missed when my mythicals were really cute, like Mew and Celebi and Jirachi. Like and now we we have weird things. Yeah, they're all they're all like yokai or ever since I think Darkrai was probably the last yeah. one that I actually really enjoyed. Not yokai, Digimon. They all look like Digimon. Yeah, they, they are kind of Digimon esque. <laughs> yeah, now. like all of them. Like it's like they just went that way, and like they used to be very different. Like I said, Pokemon used to have like the cute chibi like look, and like now mm-hmm. it's they all just Digimon. And it's not. That's no, not my thing. Yeah, I don't mind the occasion, the the occasional Pokemon that has that look. But yeah, I think it lacks some of the uh, magic that the original ones had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and most notably, Great Ninja has been named the Pokemon of the Year from the Google fan voting. Greninja. Greninja. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who voted <laughs> for that? Was that that one that we all voted on? Yeah. I didn't even know this thing was a thing. Yeah, you voted on like your favorite from each generation, yeah. and then they overall Greninja. Yeah, I saw the top I, ten I list. The list. It was pretty basic. Like who? Like Cubone and Marowak did not make the list. Gengar was up there. Like mm-hmm. you know, like some of the the ones you would expect. You know, Charizard know. made it. Lucario. Yeah. The Smash characters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, the Smash characters. That might be it. Yeah, they made it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not a great ninja fan. I feel like a hater. I don't want to hate on folks' favorite Pokemon, but it's not my thing. Yeah. I don't hate him, but he's not my favorite. Yeah, same. Yep. So that's uh, that's Pokemon Day. Kind of, uh, I don't know, are you guys underwhelmed, overwhelmed, whelmed? You know what? I am just, I don't know what it is. Sword and Shield really kind of just took the Pokemon out of me. And I'm not interested in booting it up to collect i i did boot up home and like you guys discussed last week or whatever spent the 16 dollars for the whole year when really i just probably needed to do it for the month that one day (laughs) all i needed it for you won't play it again until pokemon day 2021 when the next game comes out well i i do need to actually i haven't even logged on to bank like that's that's how little I've done. I booted it up on my Switch and I bought it, and I my 3DS is dead. It's been dead for like months. I haven't even plugged it in, <laughs> so I need to I need to log on and, and do all the transfer. But it's just uh, I haven't even beaten the game. I think I got six out of the eight gym badges. I need to go back. You still and never I, went back and finished? No. Oh wow. I, yeah. Thanks. So even when Brian's like, you want to trade stuff with Pokemon Go because he collects a lot of things. There's like a cute little Kanto event going on right now because of the anniversary and Pikachu and Eevee get little red hats. So he's catching a bunch of them because, you know, when you evolve them into all of the evolutions, they do keep that hat. Uh, but he's catching a few extra for me, but I'm just like, meh, meh. Couldn't really care less. Yeah, I understand. I used to love Pokemon, played it a ton as a kid, but yeah. I haven't really been into it since 
man, if I'm being honest, probably before, uh, what was first black and white or X and Y, I'm not sure. Black, white. Um, black, white. Was I, I played, that. um, sun and moon and, and that was good. Um, I don't think I finished it, the best. but I, I've, I've never been, uh, it hasn't pulled me back in since then. I, I think I played the, uh, I did play Pokemon. Let's go, uh, let's go Pikachu. Yes. And that, I was, that was a good, return. um, and I liked the uh, changes they made, but, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you, Carol. I haven't, I haven't really been into it in a while, so I don't, I don't have Sword Shield. I, I'll be honest, the raids and stuff sound cool, and they're the kind of thing I think I'd enjoy. And but the raids are really interesting. The game, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think you're like, I honestly think they're the best thing about the game. Yeah, I, I got might lost. Need to take the Donnie approach and buy a, a discount copy just so I can try it out. I got lost in the wild area for just like hours. Like, see, the the like, wild area looks awesome. It's fun. That hasn't pulled me in at all. I mean, whenever somebody comes on chat and if if they're like, "Hey, we're doing raids," I'll jump in with them. Kyle. But other than that, yeah, pretty much Kyle and um, Rebecca was doing a few, and it just it doesn't appeal to me. It's not like something that I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm totally itching to go and play and finish Pokemon right now." Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with you. The campaign is not good. So, mm-hmm. from a game style, you know, like if you're if you're a catch them all, Pokemon Sword and Shield is great. I think if like mm-hmm. if that's your motive to catch them all, if you're like I just want to play the game and get the story, and you know, like you really don't care about catching them all, I think it leaves a little it leaves a lot to be desired. There's like little, oh, yeah. there's a little there to keep you because the story is. I don't want to just turn into a rail in this game. We've already done this show, but you know, it's just, I know it's not... I didn't mean I didn't mean to. No, but I am excited. As I said, I rebought the game for the expansions, and I'm hoping that the expansions give me yeah. a little something. I'm that might thinking... be the thing that gets me to buy it is if the expansions turn out really well. Yeah, I'll pick same. it up then. Yeah. Okay. Depends on how much I'm playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's always like some like a big event and I'm, i know pokemon masters had stuff going and pokemon go had stuff going and it's it's cool that we have like this mm-hmm. daily celebration I, history dungeon dx is coming out what next week yeah yeah and i i, I um i tweeted out this morning a little tweet they got uh, some retweets of just some pictures of me and jack playing pokemon cards and uh because yeah. you know for pokemon for me it was always the card game that's my mm-hmm. that's my t- mm-hmm. tie to Pokemon. That's what got the the show and the cards. What got yeah, me? That's what I was into. So Which we, fun tangent? If if I can take it really quick. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I was going through some clutter that I had, and I've I've had a binder of Pokemon cards for wow. I don't know since I'm I was jealous. eight or whatever. And I was like, ah, maybe it's time to donate this to another kid. Let them enjoy it. I'm not doing anything with it anymore, and I'm I'm not a big collector. So I was going through, and I'm like, well, maybe I should see if any of them are worth anything. And I did a quick search and. No, nah, nothing worth much until I, I found a website. It's like, here are the top 10 most valuable Pokemon cards. And it had this uh, first edition Charizard card that Base set? Uh, is, is a misprint. Um, where oh, you all had the, the misprint, didn't Yeah, you? and I have it. And it, I guess it's the little uh, shadow box around the picture is missing on it. And the <sighs> thing makes it worth like 10 times more than all the other ones. I went on eBay. This thing goes for, depending on the quality, anywhere from like 300 to <laughs> thousand dollars sold <gasps> so yeah yeah that's so i, I need to, to list it and see what i can get yeah, for it but sell I was like, it. you got to be kidding me i'll donate the rest of them but i'm gonna sell this guy oh, no. use that, that to that would just be for my pokemon for game. me to collect everything else no sell it <laughs> sell all of them that's yeah, ridiculous no. sell them all buy yourself some counterfeits like me that's crazy right. dude that's so much oh, that's so awesome love it but yeah my, my tie was the cards and it's crazy because the cards got me into the show which got me into the games and then I've played the games for so long. And even now that I, I mean, I'm a casual fan at best. Um, mm-hmm. Even now, like I still watch the movies and we watch Detective Pikachu. Mm-hmm. But now it's 
like a thing that I do with Jack and it's what me and Jack do. And we play usually every weekend, like when I'm home alone, like Sundays, you know, like lazy days, we'll pull out yeah. the cards and have a Pokemon battle. And he loves Pokemon, man. He talks Pokemon left, right, up, down for days. Nice. And uh, so it's, it's, it's cool that like, I don't think I have that many franchises that do that. I think we're there mm-hmm. with Mario and I think we're there with Zelda, but that might be about it. I don't think there's anything else that he and I can both like really enjoy and talk shop about you know at like a geeky level you know that's not yeah. like passing in the wind that's really cool so happy pokemon day 2020 Yay. caroline your wonderful 101 game is released may 19th yep please be excited <laughs> the four i mean they're they're doing it on the updates for the kickstarter i get they do an update every monday wednesday and friday with just like little tidbits about what's in development and did you know this and it's they're doing a pretty good job with it. Um, I think I I actually bought the wonderful one one for Wii U. Finally, it was the last thing I needed for my Wii U collection, and I just bought it, so it's on the way. So you bought um, the wonderful one one remastered before you bought the actual wonderful one one. Now you've bought both. Mm-hmm. I probably won't play the Wii U version, but it's got to be on the shelf. <laughs> Poor Wii U. Poor Wii U. Okay, it has a home. Their uh, for platinumgames.com website has been updated and they have unveiled Project GG. Mm-hmm. This shows giant figures fighting as citizens run away from the destruction in this giant Godzilla like kaiju type of game. Um, it is being marked as the conclusion to Kamiya's superhero trilogy, the others obviously being Beautiful Joe and their wonderful 101, which is weird because Beautiful Joe had a one and a two. I had a one and a two, which is why when they're saying so it's the not end a trilogy, trilogy at all, I think it's beautiful. Joe no, 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 no. He specifically said that. Yeah, that's, that's so bizarre. That's what he that's said. Like that's not what people default, are saying. Bravely second, bravely default two. Yeah, it's it's, it's odd. I, I was thinking that, too. I remember when you saw that in the discord. I was like, yeah, I had those games. Um, they've also unveiled another project that the they're very, very excited with their new Tokyo studio. Um, Platinum Tokyo will focus on live ops games or better known, games as a service. Mm-hmm. So it seems like we know where all that Tencent money is probably going, and that's probably misconstrued on my part. I have no evidence of that, but I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. It would make sense. <laughs> yeah. That fits really well. I was like, yep, that's where all that money goes. Mm-hmm. Um, they are. This will be the first game, this uh, Project GG, first game that they completely own, and that's basically the entire blog post, blog post is them going, I want to say on and on, they're very, very excited. I feel like they're jaded a bit. Like, I want to know what's the, what's behind this. They're Come very excited to tell jaded. you that this game was built by them, it's owned by them, will be marketed by them and sold by them and only them and nobody else. There's like seven paragraphs detailing about all of this. And I'm. Didn't Kamiya work for. Um, Capcom. Capcom, right. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think ever since. Beautiful Joe's Capcom property. Them, Right. That's Ever since he from. broke off from them, I think he's just kind of been the redheaded stepchild. Well, it, I think with the emphasis that they're putting on, to me, I read it as if they don't enjoy working with certain publishers. It makes me wonder if like they don't enjoy working with Nintendo. I don't know. Pull away and do their own exactly. thing. I mean, it's like with the Kickstarter and putting so much emphasis on a, a self-published created game. I mean, it feels like they want to become their own entity, not be bound to anyone else. Yep. I do think that they probably just want to put it out there for everyone. They want to put it out on all platforms if possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Where and, they've just been able to do shoot. It's obviously that I. It's obvious that I, I. apparently don't understand these things. I would love to talk to somebody about it because it's like, why well, weren't they I, doing it before? I don't think they had the. I don't think Kamiya had the. Maybe he didn't have the clout. Maybe he didn't have the fun. He's always had the clout. No, like when he when they broke off from Capcom, it wasn't just him. Uh, I know. I yeah, know. When they broke off from Capcom, they were the hottest folks in the biz at the time. They were huge free agents. He could self-publish. I feel like he could self-publish any game he wants. Like in, the, in today's world, when any app company can get venture capital mm. in the millions, like he has, he should have no problem self. I don't know. Like I don't. Yeah, it's, it's just. I don't want to poke bizarre. holes in the story, but I'm just like, what? What's the underlying current behind all of this, and why now? Because I remember when Bayonetta two came out on Wii U, the focus was this could never happen without Nintendo. Like, without them, we could never mm-hmm. do this, and we're so happy to do it. And it hasn't been that long, and they're like, we never want to work with anybody <laughs> ever again. We yeah. only want to work by ourselves. And, and you know, and here's another thing to think about. If this is, in fact, the first game that they self-publish and self-market, like, I wonder if, like, what if it doesn't go well? I don't know. Hmm. I feel it's like... I, I don't... I, it feels like they've got enough clout and reputation with other, uh, you know, publishers that they should be able to recover well enough. So yeah, I don't I, know, maybe it's just their first step to see, can we even do this? Yeah. yeah. And, and obviously in today's, in today's, I mean, I think this is not even today thing, but I feel like a lot of folks want to be independent all the time. Like independence mm-hmm. is valued greatly. And I feel like that's like, as we modernize more and more, like every day in the present day, everybody wants to be always more independent. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't fault them for that at all. It just it, it doesn't. It just feels like a big swing. Seems out of character. Yeah. It's just bit. like a huge swing because it's like they've done all of these contracts and second party ports and agreements on certain characters and certain licenses. Like Nintendo mm. co-owns Bayonetta and they co-own Astral Chain and they had like um um what is it? I'm gonna call it Dragon Scale what is it? Scalebound. Oh yeah. I, I always think Dragon yeah, Scale yeah. Scalebound. They had that going with with Xbox. You know, like so. That was their business that they did for years. And it's all of yeah. a sudden it's like, no, yeah. we never want to do this again. They got burned by one of them or yeah. something. It's like, what's Positive the story? Bad. What happened? Anyway. I don't think, it, I don't think it would be Nintendo though. I, unless they're resentful about the way that wonderful one one did for, I think they just, well, did, didn't Nintendo because... support the Kickstarter or something oh, yeah. like that? Yep. Yeah. They? So oh. they totally, yeah, they I didn't, think it would they be refused to publish it. And they, they allowed, because they co-own the Wonderful 101. They yeah. allowed Platinum to take it to other consoles. They gave them their blessing. Oh, but they said they didn't want to, I guess they don't believe, you know, they didn't believe in it as, I guess, a mass market product. I don't oh. know. That's See, that's the type of insider stuff that I'd love to have an interview with. I'd yeah. love to sit down with the head of a studio and be like, okay, tell me exactly how much money it takes to market a game. <laughs> like, how much money does it actually take to print discs? Because all we hear about all these relationships changing hands, but we don't know. Like, is it, we're talking 10 million, 50 million, 1 million, 500 grand? Like, I have no idea. I would, I would love to pick the brain and just get a a great question. That'd be fun. Okay. Um, Caroline. Yeah. Persona 5 Scramble. Mm -hmm. Strikers here. Launched in Japan. Uh, some might say that they were expecting Switch to do better. We talked about this, uh, when the demo came out and when this was announced. 115,000 copies launch week on PS4. 46,000 copies on Switch. 
That doesn't surprise me. It's a PlayStation exclusive series. Mm-hmm. Um, most people that enjoy the game are PlayStation owners already, and they're probably... I think the Switch people are the ones that are uh, wanting to get into the series and somehow are just Muso fans. That doesn't surprise me. I think a lot of... Um... If you read the blogs and like some of the Twitter stuff, um, especially some of the persona things that I follow, a lot of people are expecting it to do better or not better, but do more on Switch than it did just due to portability and the fact, you know, like the Japan seems to go that route a lot. But yeah, did they the ever release a demo for uh, English? No. no, they really need to do that because sure, I think it would do well enough in Japan. But if, if people claim that it's going to have a big impact on Switch owners, I feel like they need to release that demo for I don't think America. It is. I don't think it is. I mean, I think they mm-hmm. will. The demo will come. It's not localized yet. That's why it's not out. Oh, that makes um, sense. Yeah. So like the game is out over there. They're localizing it. And once they finish, it'll come out over here. I imagine this fall I gotcha. or like late this summer. Um, but I don't think it's like Fire Emblem Warriors was kind of a flop, actually. Like mm-hmm. sales wise, it did not do well at all. Oh, yeah. This will do better than that because I believe Persona's brand, you know, stronger than Fire Emblem. But I don't expect it to be too much more than that, to be quite honest with you, because no. this is Persona 5. There's nothing else like like it on on any Nintendo platform. So like this is right. kind of a, a launch to a brand new set of customers, and the fact that it's not the main game also I think will keep people away from trying it. Let's well, just yeah, I, agree with I don't think I'm going to try it unless I finally oh, play Persona Five. It's so good. I, I want to know. I want to know. Could you really appreciate it though? I think without so. knowing well, the characters. Well, that's well, that's just it. No, I just you're, wanna... you're right. You're right. It is. It's a, they've said that it's actually supposed to be like a part two or a follow it's, up to the first game. It's a standalone game. story. I don't want to spoil things. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think it's going to be very or, different. I don't. I'm not saying it's going to be heavily story driven because I don't think that Muso games are no, heavily story driven. Period. You're playing it for hack and slash, but mm-hmm. um, I still don't want to spoil anything. That's just it. I want to experience. Persona 5 the way that I should experience it by playing the game first. I, do, I think you guys are right, as much as I don't want to admit it, because I know the characters because I've watched the, the anime, but no, you're, you're right. You're right. A lot of people are not going to want to either, like you said, be spoiled or get into it late, and a lot of people just don't even know who they are. They don't even know what mm-hmm. They know Persona's a thing. I mean, even for all the success Persona has had, it's still a niche game. Um, yeah. I think it's like, the same as Fire Emblem. Uh, yeah. I mean, you hear people complain about Fire Emblem all the time, and I don't understand the appeal, and it, most of them have never played a game and yep. become attached to the characters and mm. don't understand references, things like that. So I think it would suffer a similar fate uh, without having the experience with the actual yep. game. I got to tell you, having played it, though, it's a quality port. That is one of the best like comparison port to port. I played it completely portable, and I was like, this game looks fantastic. Like, it looks great. I'm so excited because I love the art style. It's so good. And the cutscenes are going to be beautiful. I, I just think it's going to be a, and, and just playing the demo by itself. I already feel very confident. Like this is way better than Fire Emblem Warriors ever wanted to be. It's just yeah. a much, much better game. Not close. So that's, that's all I said. You guys will hear me go on and on about it when it comes out. <laughs> okay. We look forward to it. We have, let me check my time here. All right. So we got some new game updates. I will read them off. Well, you know what? I'll just stop and ask you. Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, um, developed by Vine, published by Yacht Club Games, co-developed as well, has been announced. The roguelike puzzler match game with a twist. As Shovel Knight moves, so does the board. It's coming to Nintendo Switch this fall, 2020, which I think is an asterisk. I pulled that direct from Nintendo Life. 
everything else that I've seen said they they didn't list it, and I didn't see it in the in the yacht club had a little the little video they put up a little direct. Mm-hmm. I didn't see in the video either that they announced any platforms or timing. I yeah, just I thought didn't they see said, any platform announcements. That's hmm. why I put that in an asterisk because that was there, and they may have copied that from a press or something. I'm not sure. I don't know where mm-hmm. they got it, but I, I, if if that's it, like they they were like the only people apparently that paid enough attention to get a date. I won't be surprised if it comes to Switch, but I I didn't oh, see yeah. any specific yeah, announcements. Very well. That's gonna. I mean, I think with all the that stuff, like that game is specific, like mobile game, mm-hmm. like that's gonna come to phones, and it'll probably come to Switch as well. And if mm-hmm. they can get a console version, they'll probably you know Yacht Club wants near you to play their game. As much as you as you want. Are either of you yeah. excited, intrigued? I still got to play regular several night. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. This seems. This is a puzzle game, so it's probably. I, I've got too many other things to worry about right now than to kill my time with puzzle game. Yeah. It's a little too casual for my taste. I will say I like how it. Uh, it reminded me of Cadence of Hyrule in the way that the board moves and the characters yeah. move. Um, and I really liked that game and the gameplay on it. But it, it's it's a little too uh, simplified. It looks more like a mobile game, and I, I prefer a little bit more meat. Okay. Uh, they did say that Shovel Knight Dig is still in development, planned for next year. So don't look for it. Just next year. It's in twenty twenty one. Should we uh, add a year on that, like we had to do for the Amiibo? You know, when God, they when right. they announced that without like any update, I was like, "Is this going to be like the longest dig game ever?" Because I mean, I just I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't. I just don't think they have that many people working on. Maybe it. Maybe so. It's just like when you see that game, it's like, what's taking so long? Yeah. <laughs> you know, know. I, I, that that is so dismissive and mean. Maybe like a two or three man group. But know? I can't be the only person that thought that. Like that has yeah. to. You're like, no. wait a minute, because yeah. it was. And, and I don't mean to say it in a mean way. It's right. Just, uh, they, right, like it's not developed a reputation at this point. Mm-hmm. Exactly the point I'm trying to make. Thank you very much. Just like wow, dig game. Okay, uh, Cyber Shadow, <laughs> the <laughs> the Ninja Gaiden uh, side scroller. The Yacht Club Games is publishing is expected to release later 2020. I think they said late summer 2020. So that game's coming out. That game looks pretty cool. Hashtag Jason Lacey game for sure. Expected for release it. summer 2020. So like winter 2021. Oh, man, that's mean. Now, that's mean. <laughs> that's going too do, far. Do they have a trailer for this one? I haven't seen the trailer yeah, for it. Yeah, they've done okay, it. So they announced this, this one, one last year when they had their first uh, Yacht Club Presents video. Mm-hmm. And then they just gave an update in this one. I, I mean, I admit, if you're into like Ninja Gaiden, uh, Metroidvania, kind of that mm-hmm. 8-bit retro aesthetic thing, like that's what this is. It looks yeah, good. J- Jason and I share a lot of uh, oh, well, similar then, games. So then you're going to yeah, love Cyber I, I need Shadow. to check this one out, yeah. <laughs> All right, now I'm excited for this one. Very excited, actually. Fuser from Harmonix. The game puts players in control of the music where they can fuse together elements from hit songs by some of the world's top artists include Billie Eilish, The Chainsmokers, Imagine Dragons, Lil Nas, Lizzo, Migos, Post Malone, and many, many more. I was just talking last week about like, what is, you know, like, hey, what's Harmonix up to? What are they doing? And I was talking about their VR stuff. And then boom, this game comes out of nowhere. This is playable at PAX. We're seeing people play it. There's gameplay video up. It is Drop Mix, the video game. Are you guys familiar with the board game Drop Mix? Yeah. yeah. Mm, no, never heard of it. So Drop oh. Mix is, uh, you put this little, I don't know, this little like canister. Yeah. Wow, how the hell do you say it? It's got Hold holders. On. It's like card yeah. holders. Okay. It's like a thing. And then, s- yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. You place cards in the holders and whatever card you put down activates a beat or a, a, sp- a particular portion of that song. 
So you could okay. have like a so Billie Eilish bass song. or the drums or Perfectly. vocals or something. Mm-hmm. So you place it okay. in the drum and it pulls the drum from that card. Or you place it in the vocals and it pulls the vocals from that card. And the whole point of the game is to mix and match different beats to create a song, earn more points, beat your opponent. But in this, they take the rock band approach where you're playing against like the crowd. So you're the <laughs> DJ at the rave. You're at Coachella. You got your beats going and the crowd is like telling you if you're doing a good job or not. And they'll hit you with specific requests. Like, hey, can I get some more rock in this? Can can you can you give me some more drum? Can you get a little more funky on the bass? And that's your challenge is swapping out the beats, you know, in time with the music to kind of accomplish the mission of the game. And they mentioned that there will be like a multiplayer and things like that. Um, my daughter and I share a big love for music games. We still play Rock Band. We play Beat Saber. We buy all these things. Otaka, I buy all these DLC. And when I showed her this, she was like, oh, my God, I'm going to love this game. And yeah, so am I. So uh, it's coming to Switch. First game like it on Switch. So it's not like we have Rock Band and Beat Saber and anything else like that. So I'm definitely going to get it on Switch for that reason because I have, you know, things to play on these other systems. Is it bad that I don't know like half of these artists? No, no. <laughs> I'm glad you're. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I, I, I know Billy. I know the Chainsmokers. Hey, there was like there was some in. Kansas in there and some Journey. Like there's some stuff say, in those, there those for old people. Well yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, more modern got, stuff. Lil Nas X is that the one that sings that Old Town Road song? <sighs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know what Post Malone looks like because he did those commercials for the Super Bowl with the. Um, did he do the Bud Light commercials? Or, he, uh, yeah, he had one where he went into the grocery store and yeah, his dude. mind uh, like makes yeah, him fall all over the place. Yeah, and then there's the one where he's at the bar. So I know he's yeah. the guy with the tattoos all over his face yeah. and stuff. And he looks Luke. like Lucas if Lucas put tattoos on his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of accurate. It, yeah. There's a photo somewhere in, in Flexiplo's like land. Like comparing can, uh, the two of them? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know who Lizzo, I don't know who Migos is. I've never heard a Post Malone song, so I have no idea. What kind of name is Post? Is that his name? No. Now you just sound like a like you like from a senior center or something. Like what? No, seriously, I, I you have no idea, Donnie. You know, know the like. Look at Garrett. Look at Garrett. Side. Garrett in the chat. He did the See, intro to the Spider Verse song. My yeah, son he, he loves did a lot that of song. Spider Verse. Yeah, do, he did a great job for Spider Verse. I, I don't know anything about the Spider Verse stuff either. Spider Verse is the best Marvel movie. I need no, it. I need to. It's go so to good. <laughs> I'm 30. I'm done. I don't know anything. You need to play the Spider Verse anyway. Like I said, I'm very, very excited for this game. Like I'm happy. I was wondering if Switch would ever get anything like this. I think, I think an episode with Kevin and maybe the PSVG. I think I was asking him like, would Rock Band ever come to Switch? Because it's like I wish it would. It all happened a couple years ago, right before Switch came out. And then now that Switch is here and it's selling so well, I was like, would they port it? Like, I think they could. It's been out way before. But they're not making I'm talking about Rock Band 4. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Like when Xbox and PS4 launched, I think the year after launch, so 2015. I see what you're saying. They launched Rock Band 4. And like Wii U got Guitar Hero, of all things. And then, uh, yeah, but Switch Switch I don't remember that. Yeah, Guitar Hero Live on Wii U. Mm-hmm. I'm so old. Man, I miss Guitar Hero. My wife and I went to Dave and Buster's the other day and played some Guitar Hero. It was awesome. Such a fun game. Guitar Hero at Dave and Buster's. Oh yeah, but it's the guitar is super game. gross because everyone plays it. You pick oh, it up. Yeah. Like, oh, there's just slimy and gross. Coronavirus. Oh, it, but yeah, exactly. Covid nineteen all over the thing. thing. This is how people are getting coronavirus. <laughs> guitar <laughs> Hero. Oh, that's really, really good. But I think that was super fun. one of the benefits of this, because it's like it's like DJ Hero Drop Mix kind of the game, is that there's no there are no there are no um, instruments required. 
You just buy mm-hmm. the game. You play the mm-hmm. game, buy the game. It'll be interesting to see how they support it. Like, will they roll out a DLC plan, like similar to Rock Band 4? Because if they will, I'm all about it. Because yeah, I'll, I'll keep packs. buying stuff. Yeah. Let's keep like doing it. the right choice there. I would love it. I would love it. Bubble Bobble for Friends out March 31st. Kevin <laughs> game. Yeah, it is. Um, I was going to buy this game, and then our friends over at Nintendo Village, I think Gary reviewed it, and kind of gave it like kind of a mediocre score. He's like, it's okay. And I was like, aw. Mm-hmm. I was really excited. It was going to be like, it's awesome again i was like oh no and then the last one that i got is samurai jack battle through time releases this summer set before jack's final fight with a coup the evil entity that trapped jack in alternate timelines throughout human history jack left to fight his way through several different timelines in order to reach a coup and defeat him did you guys look good do you see the trailer they look good it does look good I was like, dude, if Samurai Jack was literally just like this, you know, that look for the whole show, I was like, can we get a reboot? Maybe. I mean, that's why I put it on the notes. Because right? at first I was like, you know, I saw everybody like kind of tweeting or I saw Delvin tweet about it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go take a look at it because I like Samurai Jack. It's a funny show. And I opened it. And I was like, man, that looks like a really good like video game. Looks a little good. hack and slash. I, I was like, brain. ooh. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, I was like, am I about to pre-order a Samurai Jack game? <laughs> like, I think I am. I think has I there am, been actually. a Samurai Jack game before? Oh, I'm sure there has. There had to be. There's got to have been yeah, one. there's no way that franchise didn't do something. It wasn't like this though. This looks Samurai good. Jack stuff. Yeah, it's it, like a it looked game. really good. It looked really good. It's really, really good. Okay. <clears throat> so that gets us through this week in Nintendo and leads us to what we're up to. So Caroline, what have you been up to? Like I said, you've been painting, traveling the world, um, doing all the things. Um, when did we switch these things around? When did we start doing what are you up to after news and after stuff? the great Carol after leaving the, the show? Okay. Yeah. So we have um, Shaq BC and Shaq AC. Shaq before Caro. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um I have been painting the house, which is a task. Uh, I have been knitting, which is, you know, a very calming type therapeutic thing. Um, in terms of like my mental health, yes, I'm fine. I'm fine. I haven't been streaming much. I was starting to get back into streaming and then work started kicking my butt and I just haven't had the chance to stream as much as I would like. Animal Crossing will change that. Um, Let me ask you a question then. So if I can just hold your feet to the fire here. Okay. You leave Shaq. Too much commitment. Too much going on. You take time off, and you're saying when Animal Crossing comes back, you just gonna stream all the time. Like, doesn't that doesn't those counteract each other? No. I think <laughs> they do. I'm though. Saying is, I will start streaming some more. Have you seen my stream schedule? I've been doing it. I didn't do any last week. I did once this week. Okay. I haven't been doing it at all. Um, work has really, really just been a nightmare this week. Maybe especially. You should, I mean. Hard to take life advice from me. Maybe you should just stream on like Saturday instead of trying to make a schedule and stuff. Maybe just like Saturday mornings that's, from eight to 12, I'm going to stream and that's it. That's number one. I'm not a morning person. Number from two, 12 to four. I mean, like <laughs> that wasn't the point I was trying to make. My That's that's my chore time. That's when I do my chores. That's when I hang out with Brian because Brian's at work all day, all week long. Uh, and, okay. You know, unless he's doing work on the weekends, which he sometimes does. But um, sob story aside, I'm okay. I'm just going through trying to figure out what to do and 
adulting sucks pretty much guys don't grow up i really don't want to grow up um game wise i finished two collections i finished two which two my, my last wii u games are coming in the mail and Do you my have guitar last hero live no <laughs> then you're not done then it's not done you're not done <laughs> Nintendo developed and or produced games. That's my quota, right? So I have. What a fake a collector. Games. Look at this. Their <laughs> own little specific criteria. Yes. Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo. And my last Virtual Boy game is in the mail. Coming. So the Virtual Boy. That's exciting. It's, it's, yeah, it is exciting because it's just one less block of stuff I have to look at on my spreadsheet. I've never seen uh, a Virtual Boy in real life. Have you really not? Mm-mm. I've never like. I don't think I have either. Put my oh, hands dude, on they, one. I don't even know. So when you say a Virtual Boy game, I don't even. I assume you mean a cartridge. Is it like a yes. disc or a mini disc or something? I have no idea. Part, um, little show and tell time here. Fantastic so for podcasts. Are, these are my yeah. These are my little. <laughs> these are my little cases that I made out of DS cases, right? Uh, but the cartridges are this big. Okay. I come with a little sleeve. It looks about the same size as a Game Boy cartridge, maybe a little bigger. Uh, it's a little, it's a little wider because yeah. these did not fit in my cassettes. I found that out the hard way because I ordered too many cassettes because I thought I was going to be able to put these in here, but they are too wide for a cassette. Uh, so yeah, they're wider than a Game Boy, but um, you can't play a Virtual Boy along. There, there's a reason that it failed because it really does give you a headache. <laughs> I get really, really bad headaches. I'm susceptible to migraines like crazy, and just when I was doing the whole um, baking my virtual boy to try and get the glue to melt on the ribbon cable to get it to work again, uh, just looking in the screen at there, there's a, there's a really bad refresh rate on that screen. It's really, really like jumpy and it, it's just it's red. It's so funny it's you hear red. people complain of like nausea and, and stomach, like with today's VR headsets and you're like, Oh man, <laughs> Well, they were ahead of their time, but it was all one color and the refresh rates. And I, I don't, I seriously don't know how people do. Yeah, the idea was good, but the execution yeah. was mm-hmm. awful. Yes. Yeah, we weren't yeah. there yet with technology. Yeah. yeah. No, and uh, it, it's very heavy. If you're not sitting with it on the table and you're like crouched down, you know, like actually putting your head in this thing. Number one, you're giving yourself neck pain in addition to a headache. Number two, um, yeah, it's just it's just heavy. You really can't do anything with it unless it's on the table. Um, two collections down the tubes. And um, Rune Factory 4 came out this week. Yes. Special. Excuse me. It's the remake of the 3DS title from 2013. 2012 in Japan. 2015 here. Anyway, it's been a long time. Uh, and I love the new difficulty modes because I just threw everything on easy. Whereas Benji is also playing this. Everybody I know is playing this. Benji's I'm not playing, playing it. it. Yeah, I'm not plan. playing it either, so that's at no, least two. No plans or intent to play it ever. <laughs> okay, well, all of my fellow JRPG lovers are playing it. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm having a really fun time. There are three main parts of the story, and I've already done part one as of today. I finished part one where I woke up all of the Guardians, and the last Guardian just so happens to be Husbando, voiced by Matthew Mercer, and we are going to work on courting the boy into marriage. So, yay! I get to marry him all over again. Brian knows how much I love him. He gives me crap. So, he says, he's your daddy, isn't he? I was like, yeah, he's my daddy. <laughs> so, 
It's going to be an interesting relationship where you know your wife has has a myriad of other other fascinations. Yeah. My yeah, and on, on my end, my wife gets mad. She's like, what, you have a wife in Stardew? Like, what is this? You can't have someone else. I'm like, it's fictitious. It's a video game. I was I, I got Brian into Harvest Moon. I put him on the uh, GameCube, a wonderful life game first. And I was like recommending which wife to, you know, which one of the girls that he should wife. And he did a pretty good job. It's not hard when you just give a girl a flower every day. But mm-hmm. hashtag not real life. That's about it. I, like I said, work has been kicking my butt. So even though this game came out this week and I've been blasting through it because there's an easy mode um i'm still kind of just in a oh you know just just oh i need a vacation yeah i mean we said this last time you just sound like you just need to stop gaming for a bit i've been there no, I mean, well, we all have right you just finished your collections yeah. i'm really well i'm really enjoying rune factory 4 it's just trying to find time in the middle of a busy dolting life yeah you know that's the thing that well, sucks. don't force it. That always is stressful when you try to force it in there. Yeah. I've been going to bed and knitting to wind myself down. Knitting. Is it cathartic? It, to... oh, it is so cathartic. It's just very, like, I don't know. What are you knitting? I'm, re- I'm doing, like, a really long scarf. I bought this beautiful yarn, like, a year ago that I totally forgot about and when we moved i found out i was like oh my god i can't believe i forgot about this so i pulled it out and i actually got so much that brian's like you should knit a matching hat and i was like that's perfect so i'm knitting a scarf and a hat we expect pictures when it's done it's true yes yeah i'll have to take pictures of the yarn that was when i i posted on twitter a few weeks ago that uh i tangled it up into a huge mess and it took me five hours to untangle it it was a nightmare Okay. Well, hang in there. I was yeah, gonna say it's, it's the little things. Brian brought me home some chocolate from his like lunch party today that they had. Apparently, there was like some cakes and some brownies and stuff. And he's like, "Of course, there was." We? Yeah, I've been working out though, guys. I'm down six or seven pounds since there you the go. beginning of the year. That's awesome. So, Good job. Yeah. One thing is that I've just been uh, I've actually been working out thirty minutes every day. Riding the stationary bicycle and riding it really, really, really fast. <laughs> We're talking like 80 beats per minute music. Do, 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 do. Burns a lot of calories. Have to shower immediately after. So, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I've, been, I've been losing weight, which is good. Okay. Um, on my end, I don't actually have too much to say. Uh, we played Mario Kart 8 last week. And uh, had a lot of fun hanging out. I had way too mm-hmm. much fun, actually. You can go catch the stream. Remember, it's rated R. Like <laughs> all of our, as, <laughs> as the saying goes, like we try to keep it PG on the podcast as much as we can. And then, uh, but once you go live, that's you know everything's <laughs> gone. Then, like that's 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 the uh, demilitarized zone. It's the DMZ over there. So, um, so I did that. Um, I played through the first three chapters of Devil May Cry Three Special Edition on Switch. Mm. Um, it's fantastic. It's, it's a PlayStation two game, you know, and it still looks like it. it's got, um, it's sharper. Like it's got that old game, but like sharp and crisp and clear. Look. Yeah. I've seen some people playing it on right. Twitch. All the polygons and everything are the same. Just everything is sharp and bright and, and, you know, it looks like, it, like you expect it to still, you know, the great game that it always was. It's crazy and dumb and stupid. 
dude gets stabbed left and right, you know, through like everywhere and just like walks away and says some smart alecky line. It's fun. Um, I like being able to change styles oh, on the fly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's that game. So if you like Dante and you like that, then you're going to like this. And uh, He's another husbando. <laughs> <laughs> everyone. What's uh, the new guy's name? Nero or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's cute, but he's not Dante. And uh, so I'm, I'm having fun with it. I'm glad that they did it. I think it's my like my biggest takeaway is I'm, I'm, I'm I think it's really, really cool that they updated an old game like without remastering it. Mm. And, like, so we expect changes like when they do a remaster and they like re-release it and it's like a big, you know, it's a full retail release or like $40, you know, something like that. This yeah. is very much like the same game. Like some of the cutscenes actually are like the same. And those are funny to watch because then, like, the screen has like that that smear, like that, that blurry old DVD. Like, yeah, you're like, what is this exactly? <laughs> uh, which is, I don't know. Like, it, uh, I think it kind of adds the nostalgia. It's probably 360p, like tops. It's it's crazy. Like I said, I think it because there's there's scripted scenes that's in engine that look great, right? Because everything's yeah, brighter yeah. and crisper. Mm-hmm. But then there's actual cutscene. And and then like you see to watch it. a YouTube video from 2005. Exactly, it's the same yeah. thing. You're like, what is this? That's two, hilarious. 280p, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like everything like that blur around everything, and it's just and you know, and I I forgot just how much, and like this shouldn't come to a surprise, especially having just played Devil May Cry Five, just how much they care about presentation mm-hmm. and the effort that they go into like script sequences. Like when blades, you know, just barely hit each other and create a spark or like the sound wave blocks out the rain, you know, like yeah. just these little moments in Devil May Cry. I'm just like, man, I this this game is awesome. Like this franchise is just super fun if you want to get a dumb game where you just beat up a lot of things. So yeah. I, I've been enjoying that a little. Um, I've been playing the Turing test, which I got for review. Um, kind of voluntold to do it, actually. So the, the square Turing test, the Turing yeah, test, T O U R I N G, T U R I N G, like what? turning without like, the like end. a Turing machine, What's like er- early computers. I'm sorry, the computer yes. geek coming out. Yes, here. yes. Uh. So the Turing test, um, this is produ- uh, published by the Square Enix Collective. And this okay. was a game that they announced, I think maybe about a month ago, six weeks ago, where they're saying like, "Hey, we have a Switch surprise," and everybody got all kinds of excited. Because yeah. it's at Square Enix. They were like, Kingdom Hearts! It's like, guys, it's the collective. It's the indie version of Square yeah. Enix. Um, yeah. But this was the game, right? They brought, they were bringing this port over to Switch. And it was interesting because the, the person that does a lot of their outreach and, and, and media, um, they put out one of those tweets that I think if you, if you follow a lot of these folks you've seen before, they're like, hey, we would love to get this game in the hands of, of Switch creators and things like that. Anybody out there, you know, streamers, podcasters, things like that. And I had like four people Say like, hey, Nintendo Shack, and they kept tagging us. Oh, Kevin tagged me. I think Rebecca tagged me, and, and a couple other people tagged me. Um, uh, so I, she DM'd me, and I, I just told her like, hey, I'm, I'd be happy to. Um, I told her I was like, I re- we really don't do reviews, um, but we talk about things in the podcast, and I'd be happy to. I haven't beat it yet. Um, it's like Portal. Is, okay. is really what it is, and it's like you're 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 trapped on a space station. Like you go to this, uh, like you you wake up and you're in like a pod, you know, orbiting, you know, like this planet. They drop you down into like the space station where everything has been like moved around. And it's like all of these um, circuit puzzles. Like you have these blocks that connect the circuits, open doors, which do different things like that. And you have like a, uh, you have a gun and the gun doesn't like shoot like ping, like pow, pow. It shoots like 
like a tractor beam to pick up the blocks to put them in the socket and stuff and complete the circuit. That's very portal. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's very portal. Um, and I'm playing it in the, like I said, I haven't been playing a whole lot um, since since last Friday. So I'm still early on. I'm only a couple hours in. Um, has very interesting um, like voiceover, like the portal, the AI that you're talking to um, kind of <laughs> yeah. has like a, like a Jeremy Irons, like Borgia type feel to it not like mm-hmm. not like scar jeremy irons yeah. like you know i love jeremy irons man like Ooh. laid back jeremy irons but it has that kind of sound yeah. um the port looks really good like that that's probably the best thing i say about it right now is that it looks really really nice um especially like it's weird they have like these hallways that connect segments and in these hallways you kind of walk through like locks and then you get scanned and i think it's like a it's like the game's version of like autosave uh, mechanically yeah. So you get scanned, and in these sections, the game kind of looks fuzzy. Like, it looks mm. a little... And I've and to be honest with you, I need to put it on the dock just so I can give you guys a better review. I'm playing it like I play most things on my Switch, completely on the light. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it looks a little blurry, but the moment you walk into one of the puzzle areas, like, the game kind of crispens back up. Hmm. And it uh, looks quite quite nice um, for, for what I would con- call, like, a console port. Right? This game came out to PC and, and consoles played on big screens and like mm-hmm. making the way over to switch even though it's not that demanding it actually is quite quite good compared to like some other like walking sims and things that are similar in nature um i think this one looks really really good so i, I really like that about it it does get complex like portal where you're starting to do circuits that don't just complete the room but you know circuits that matter over multiple rooms and oh, you got to okay. go through like windows to get the block, to bring it over here to open the door, yeah. to drop the ladder, to get to the other side. Stuff, There's like magnets and stuff that you start to use to like, you set up like a, like chain reactions that you got to like run around and jump platform to get mm-hmm. through and stuff like that. So it's a lot of that, um, which is to say that, you know, those typically not my favorite type of, like I don't play these types of games. Um, so I'm not saying I, I don't enjoy it. It's just, it's not like, I'm not like super compelled so far with the story. It has that mysterious story. You know, it's like, oh, my God, where's the crew? What are you doing? I guess we got to complete these puzzles and figure it out. It's like that. And, like, I don't know if the AI is, like, sentient yet or not. Um, but I'll find out soon. I don't think it's that long of a game. I did look it up on uh, uh, how long to beat. For an indie game, I wouldn't, I wouldn't It's like imagine. five or six hours. So um, I, I, I was playing it while I was watching AEW last night. And I was playing it a little bit um, Sunday morning because that's when I first got started because I was playing a little Dove McRyan. To be honest with you, I've been playing all kinds of games, just not Switch games. Like since mm-hmm. Mario Kart, I've been playing The Division. I've been playing VR, um, playing Wind Waker, you know, so things things like that. Always the Wind Waker. Did you see my pictures with the TV? It's so, so good. good. It's so Beautiful. good. Beautiful. Yep, yep. I got to um, um, to Deku, and that island, the whole screen like glows green yeah. over my wall. I was like, oh, oh my god, it's so good. You got to take a picture of that. I want to see that. Okay, I will. I th- I left last Saturday, but I will. I thought. Yeah. You have to go back at some the point The last anyway. time I took a picture and posted it, like, the two responses were like, Donnie and his lights. So I was like, okay, maybe I should stop <laughs> posting pictures of the lights. I got to do some lights down here. <laughs> like, the LED lights are dope. Mm. They're the fun you. Um, yeah, so I guess just all kind of full steam ahead towards, I'm going to kind of hang out with Wind Waker and, and kind of clean up some indie games and some things like this as, as we head towards yeah. um, Animal Crossing. And uh, I'm going to pass on Mystery Dungeon. For now, only okay. because you're I've got, the one that pre-ordered it originally. Yeah, I know, and I'm gonna pass on it only because I just don't see time. I've got what is it? Ori, Doom, like that, Animal Crossing, 
Resident Evil 3, Last of Us, like all of that's kind of coming right up here. So I've got dishes to unload, laundry to fold. (laughs) I wish I had games like that. I mean, I do have games like that. As I say, you do. You've got entire collections. What are you talking about? It's it's not like even on my radar. Oh, man. The Division. I stayed up with Garrett and Sean and Dev till three in the morning over the weekend playing the Division. What? I haven't haven't stayed up past midnight since I was probably... We got started at like 10, too. Like, we only started streaming at midnight, but we got started at like 10. So it was like a five, six oh hour gosh. game. We just kept that's playing. Awesome. It was fun. I'm dating so, myself so bad right now. That's what I've been up to. Steven, cool. what are you doing? Steven's turn. Well, uh, like Carol, I've been trying to get a little bit more active. Uh, school keeps me pretty inactive. So I've been using Ring Fit to, uh, to try to get 30 minutes of working out every day. It hurts. Yeah. I had to stop, man. It, it was just painful. <laughs> it hurts. Really? Oh, no, I, I have I, to build up my strength and I, like, I have to condition myself on the bike first because I went straight from doing absolutely nothing. My whole body's basically like rubber. No, I mean, to... having played the game, I totally get it. I just think it's hilarious that the reaction is like, it's like rabbits kind of the reaction when this game came out. Oh my God, we fit. They're doing what a waste of time. It's not even going to be hard. And then yeah, Kara's like, was I got up. I thought the same thing. I got to do some push-ups before I get to ring fit. Like I'm not ready. <laughs> It's painful. Yeah. I mean, Brian's doing it too, and and it, it's just he's he hardly ever like makes you know like any distress noises, but he's like, you know, <laughs> it's surprisingly difficult. I, I I have to say, I I think it's a really good transition from less activity to uh, to Mario and Donnie's dying over here. Tomorrow. I'm 100 looping that. That's a gif. That's happening. <laughs> that. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I came back for something. <laughs> yep, got to give us our gifts. But yeah, so so I've been playing a lot of Ring Fit, and I've been enjoying that a lot. Uh, I think it's been a great transition from less activity to more activity. Uh, my only real complaint is there's more RPG element than I expected, which yes. normally I would be excited about. Uh, but when you're trying to do just 30 minutes a day, you're like, I just have 30 minutes Sit to work out right now. Yeah, and it and then it's like, no, you gotta you know craft the smoothie so you can heal yourself. You got to do these extra side quests to unlock, uh, you know, clothing and stuff. And all these you know more traditional RPG elements come in. It gets a little frustrating because ten minutes of your thirty minutes is spent housekeeping, putting yeah, your inventory yeah. together and taking care of other things. So, um, it it it's good. I'm still really impressed with it uh much better than i ever expected it would be and it's and it's been a good motivator for me to get active so i've enjoyed that a lot um outside of that i've been i finally finished uh fire emblem today actually three houses I, i've been sitting yeah yeah three which houses did I, finished. Which side? I did um uh golden deer good mm-hmm. so Aww. yeah i've been sitting on the last stage for i don't know two three weeks now and just uh, haven't been willing to sit down and do it so last stage uh, is hard yeah, I, I from from what I've heard of the other ones, because I think each house has a different last stage. It I does. think Claude's is different from the others. Wow, really? I didn't even I, know that. Yeah, because I mean, Donnie, you made uh, mention I think last week with Garrett that uh, the last stage there were tons of beasts, like soldiers yeah. turning into beasts. Mine was. They and were coming was, from everywhere, dragons left and right, and all that. I didn't know that there were different stages at the end. Yeah, there there was none of that in, oh, in wow. Claude's. There was there was one dragon to start, <sighs> and then one more dragon popped into the screen. I wish I played uh, your route. As soon as you, yeah, as soon as you eliminate one of the enemies, then no more come out. So I, I think his might have been a little easier. I had to it, kill it, like, it really like twelve of those things. 
<laughs> they were everywhere. Edelgard's route is the shortest, like Edelgard's pure route. Donnie went the church route, which is called Silver Snow, which is, they, for some reason, the, every single one except Edelgard's has like six more chapters than what hers is. So hmm. it's lengthier, but I think the end battles are a lot easier than Crimson Flower. Because Crimson Flower, on normal casual, and I was over-leveled, took me 75 plus minutes. Wow. I mean, my final I, battle I think, took like a, at least an hour. I was there for yeah. a I, I think um, I think it did take me about uh, an hour, 20 minutes to do yeah. mine. And the funny thing hard. was, is normally when I play, you get all those stat bonus items, you know, increase your strength by two, increase speed by two, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I usually just spam it on the main character. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do it uh, this playthrough. And so I, I eliminated everyone else on the map except for the final boss. And I got up there and none of my units could do anything to him oh, whatsoever. No. So I just sat there for 20 turns and had oh. Byleth go into the inventory and just consume every single one of the stack boosting <laughs> items that I had. Turns? And, and oh, I went for, from doing being able to do like one damage to being able to do like 11 times two or something <laughs> to that effect. And so then I went oh and beat God, him. But I, I, I did. I just so sit there and consume item after item before I could beat him. Wow. That's unbelievable, dude. Yeah. So it I was fun. Just, I would have just restarted I would and have given too. up. Because <laughs> I want to say, like, I died the first time on my final battle, and then I looked up, like, strategy. Because I, like, I got, because I was OP for most of my run. I, I grind mm -hmm. a bit. Like, here I do all the sides, you know, like, at least all the battles. I don't do all the, oh. all of the chapter stuff, but I at least do all of the side battles. Yeah. And I got there, and I was like, for the final is ridiculous. I can't do anything. There's, Battles and dragons and ogres and they're everywhere. It was like my final battle looked like Lord of the Rings. Like it's just it was serious. The maps are huge yeah. too. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, it was crazy. It's a yeah, huge it was, jump in difficulty. It was fun. No, normally I do the same thing, Donnie, where I, I do every single battle and I'm way over leveled. I play um, hard classic, mm. and uh, um, this one was was pretty well balanced throughout the whole game. But I got a little burnt out after the time skip of doing the extra battles yeah. uh, on off weeks because to me, the, the extra battles weren't as well thought out. The main battles I think overall were good. They lacked variety in the kind of completion that mm -hmm. they required, but the, the bonus ones you could do on the weekends were very bland. So I got yeah. burnt yeah. out doing them. So for the last three or four months, I didn't bother doing it. It was definitely like and, filler. I'd be very yeah. excited to hear what you think of the DLC. Because yeah, and that's that's what I want to do now that I finally finished the route is go get the DLC. The DLC and, is and anything but that. It's all different. I, super I varied. Did, I did start that too. I forgot about that. I've I've started it and I'm about halfway through. You know, so, I don't think I know anybody that's finished it. It was like weird. Like I got all into it for all of the stuff. and it's through it, dude. It's really difficult. I know. It is. <laughs> it, like I'm playing it. I'm playing it on normal casual again. And... It's a completely different save file. So there's save files for the DLC, yep. Steven, and then there's like just your regular save files. But right. what you do in the DLC will affect your play route and the ability to recruit those other people in your main play route. Yeah. I'll have to pick one of the other houses and start a route that way and then do the yeah. DLC and see what I can I'm excited happen. to see what you guys think of the DLC. That's the thing is like I beat it. Oh. 
And I wanted I, to talk about it like in Tony, detail, but the, nobody's I got to the I, point where yeah. Constance comes out in the sun and I'm like, she is my favorite. She's my favorite, right? She is awesome. <laughs> I and said Brian, it was I, like, where is the constant love? Where are all uh, the fire people? <laughs> Ryan, yep. Ryan is just like, bless her heart. And she's he's the just best. Like, I just want to give her a uh, Brian and I absolutely love her. Oh, he God, really I, like he likes all four of the new characters. He thinks took, that they have a great dynamic. It took two minutes. She started talking, I was like, favorite. <laughs> that's it that's awesome she's awesome yeah I, I can't wait to try it i don't know if i'll be able to until i finish uh until i graduate in at the end of april because things are just going to ramp up for me so sure. i might hold off till then but but i'm excited to try it i love the variety there's a lot of different winning conditions and a lot of different i miss maps, that a lot and they all look different and i love that about the dlc mm-hmm. that's like my favorite thing about it is they all they're all different and the last yeah. two were tough yeah, my my favorite games were the the Radiant games in the series, and oh, I, I feel yeah. like some of the more recent games have have backed away from the variety of of winning conditions. And yep. I think those were some of the best parts of Fire Emblem is when you had to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. be a little bit more creative about how you solve the battle at hand. My it, final it, battle, a little bit more of a puzzle. My final battle in DLC was just me and the me and the other character. All the other mm-hmm. units were gone. <laughs> wow! <laughs> how did you? They all die. Yeah, you put them on. You put it on Jeez. contact. Jeez, no way. See, I get too attached to like. There was Ryan a, like I said, it was it was hard, like, oh, and then- it was a chance. Like my final battle, I won basically off of a chance. Like I, I didn't attack, and two out of four times it wasn't doing anything. And that one, it happened to do it, and I had nothing left. Like if if it didn't hit, I was gonna have to start all over. You know what that sounds like is uh, the GBA Fire Emblem. I don't know if either of you ever played that, that one, but the uh, Burning the, Blade. The, no, the the one with Hector and Lynn and um, Ellie Wood, um, I think it's just called Fire Emblem. Oh, yeah, that. Well, hang on a minute. I'm yeah, the, the final boss on that one. Oh, my gosh. It's the, this big dragon that has like 200 HP or something absurd. You can't even see how much HP it has. It's literally question marks. Yeah. And, and it can pretty much one shot you. And only the three main characters can do any damage. So you have to use all three of them. And, mm-hmm. and it's kind of what you were saying, Donnie. You just hope and pray that one of them gets a critical or just happens to miss an attack. The there's another battle. did not mess. They no, were not. Not for folks. But there's another battle in the DLC that you're limited, you're kind of limited on which characters you can use. Mm. At least which characters you can use to attack certain other characters. That's why I said, like, it's all different. And it's all varied. You got to yeah. protect things. You got to go retrieve keys. You got to go unlock towers. You got to take down silos. That like, sounds all awesome. of the maps have their own different conditions, which I loved about it. I, that's yeah, the ev- one thing that I wanted from the game. Everything you've told me about it sounds exactly like what I wanted from Fire Emblem. It's so very much more old school Fire Emblem insofar mm-hmm. as. Pre, kind of like Awakening, but even pre-Awakening, I d- definitely like Game Boy Advance stuff. And I yeah, also like yeah. the 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 fourth, the Ashen, whatever, the little town, right? The little, you know, underground. underground. Like it's got a cool look. That was another yeah. thing that I was thinking about. Like because it's not outside, you don't have the sunlight and all the realism, and it can kind of just be brown. It makes it look better because you don't have like yeah. those brick textures that look flat and you know not muddled. Yeah, exactly. It mm-hmm. makes it look better. I was like, this is a better fit for the game. Yeah. Okay. Um, the only other game I've been playing outside of that was Ori. Uh, I've been trying to get into Ori in the Blind Forest a little bit. Yeah. So uh, it's beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Fantastic um, game. I'm getting used to the way that they implemented the save feature, like the soul link where you have to, 
you know, hold, hold, charge up your soul or whatever, then hold A and save. You'd be lucky to that hear that the been... sequel has autosaves now. Yes, I just read that the other day, and I was oh very gosh, excited to hear that uh, that they were making that change because I have I have quit a couple of times because I have just been forgetting to save, and I'm like, I do not want to do this again. Which is funny because <laughs> I I loved Hollow Knight, and I had no problem, you know, repeating the same thing over and over when I died. But something about me forgetting to save. I was so frustrated that I forgot to yeah, save that no, like, I'm with nope, you. I can't, I can't do it right now. Yeah. No, so, I get uh, but, but it's really, really great. Um, like it a lot. So I, I'm hoping the sequel comes to switch at some point. Cause I don't have a way to play it outside of that. But the only thing that I can tell we'll you on that regard is their game studios director said that they're not interested in doing that anymore. Really? So really? I, I, I read an interview earlier this week that, um, one of the developers said something to the effect of, we really love the Switch. In fact, I've got one at the hotel right now, but I can't confirm or deny anything yeah, about Matt, it coming to Switch. Matt Booty went on record after... He's like their head of head of Xbox Game Studios. Mm-hmm. He went on record, I think, after E3, and they pressed him. Or it, may have been, it may have been at the Game Awards. I'm not sure. Was that one of the big releases? I want to say maybe it was the Game Awards, because I want to say it was after they unveiled the Series X. And they talked about him like, hey, you know, you're publishing all these games. You put Ori on Switch. You put Cuphead on Switch. And they were like, yeah, we're really excited to do that. But right now we're focused on keeping our software for our product. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, are, I don't, I, I would never say never, you know, yeah, like, but it might be years down the line before we years, ever see yeah. it. Yeah. No, I Which mean, would I mean, be a bummer. Yeah. And I mean, I'm playing Ori next month. I'm very mm-hmm. excited. The new quality of life improvements are going to be way better. Ori, because of that. Saves, PC, though? Yeah think so okay yeah. um yeah no actually it is because i played ori for the first time on pc okay and i don't remember why <laughs> i think it was either into steam or it, like maybe it came early i don't remember why but i i bought it on steam for whatever reason i played it on steam first and then the definitive edition came to xbox and then i played it there and then i got the switch version i'd probably just plug it plug you in gotta get ori the thing with yeah. ori though the thing that i always tell folks with ori is ori is not like a pick up and play game that you kind of hang out with like, when you want to play Ori, you need to commit to playing Ori. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the game doesn't get good until it starts to open up. And if you're not constantly, like, playing it, you'll forget kind of where everything is. Yeah. It's very much that game. Like, you kind of need to live Ori, you know. I think that was the thing that the Switch let me do. Because I never beat it on Xbox. Because I never kept playing it. Like yeah. I would go and play another game and come, and come back and be called disoriented and not know how to do anything. And I think that was the thing that Switch let me do is I kind of kept playing it every night you know, on my switch and that's what let me beat it. And uh, just an amazing game. Everybody should play it. Everybody should on the soundtrack or his movement. Yeah, I've always loved gorgeous. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, going a little long. So let's see here. Boy, I didn't even ask for questions this week. Cause we've had questions for weeks after the, the, the direct and everything we've got. Hmm. This one comes from Matt. What's one game you initially really liked or disliked that you've changed your mind on as time has passed and more games have arrived. I hated Arms when it was released. I think I wanted the Switch to I, I think I wanted the Switch launch to have more better games, but I recently started playing it again with my kids, and I gotta say, we've had a lot of fun. Do you yeah. ever think we'll see an Arms too? I don't think so, but uh, I can't think in recent memory of anything that I liked and or disliked. I, the I'm Little glad Dragon... you're here, but you're not going to like what I have to say. 
Little Dragons Cafe was a couple years ago, and that was one that I was really into, and I played it all the way through, and I beat it, and then as I looked back on it, I was like, man, what a colossal waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. It was, it was just... Um, it was just, sorry, I, my sleepiness <laughs> was getting to me, and it just kind of being, when I get sleepy and when I get hungry, I get really, really, really just kind of drowned out Debbie Downer. No, that was just it was I, such I a like, slam. You're like, I played all this thing, and what a waste. I never want to, and it's like, why didn't like you realize that when you were it. playing it? Well, as I, as I put through it, it was just like, I wanted it to be like a, a you know, a Bokumono game because it was by the Bokumono creator and it wasn't anything close to that. It was literally doing chores. It was gathering food, cooking, serving people at tables, and you just so happened to be raising a dragon in the middle of it. And I was so excited about the dragon raising part that I guess I wasn't paying attention to the fact that it was adult simulator of the game. Gotcha. I don't I don't know. I don't have anything that I feel as strongly about as yours, but having been replaying somewhat casually Mario Odyssey, I definitely think I took a harder slant on that game than I wanted to, or than I think hey. I feel. I'm not going to change like my overall thoughts on the game. I still think I'm right. But at the same time, I do think I, I think I like dug my foot in a little hard in the sand just because of the, you know, the, the, the zeitgeist, you know, surrounding the game, the, the conversation. Right. Um, likewise, I don't think I like Xenoblade 2 as much as I thought I did when I first played Man, it. Man, <laughs> let's just... I, I'm with you on that just, one, Donnie. Oh, what? wow. Yeah. I, 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 recent, I, I recently booted it up. you to play Xeno, Xeno Definitive Edition then. Kind of like, I've kind of like in this month period, just kind of like hanging out for these new games to release. I booted it up like a couple of weeks ago. I started playing again and stuff. And I just remember like I just, because I haven't played it in like at least a year, probably more. And I just got back in and I saw like the way that they did that stupid map where they have like the different layers and you got oh, the different tabs. So and I was just like, you know what? This game isn't as good as I remember it being. It's not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm definitely not saying what a colossal waste of time mm -hmm. I put into it. I'm just saying that I don't think it's as good as I thought it was when I played it. And it's interesting, like how time and perspective, like as a catalog starts to build out, kind of how you re-rank and reorder kind of the games that you think about. Because, I mean, I think about, like, other games, you know, like I was saying, I've said this on other podcasts on PSVG past week, like, the more I get away from it and play other things, the more I appreciate Far Cry 5. I think I have that same appreciation for, like, Mario Rabbids and, like, Starlink. I put a mm -hmm. lot of time in those games. I was like, man, those games are pretty fun. Like, mm -hmm. especially, like, Mario Rabbids, like... Mario I know we're great, and I know a lot of people are predicting it for this year. And I mean, I, we had that survey that I've talked about quite a bit. I mean, I think that's spot on that we should be seeing a sequel for that. But mm -hmm. even thinking about it, it's like, man, that game was way better than I think we ever anticipated it. Mm -hmm. And now that we've had some time away from it, it's like now I like I kind of like, yeah, I really want another one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's really that. good. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you, Donnie, that I really wanted to like Xenoblade 2. I'm sorry, Kara. Kara's it's clutching her Xenoblade thing. 2 uh, yeah, Pro not, Controller. We didn't say it was I, awful. I, I, I do think it is a good game. I don't think yeah, that, it's okay. like, there are some flaws in it, like any game. Um, I, I, I just personally really, really wanted to like it. But the more I played it, the less I liked it. I just found myself frustrated by 
menus or maps or uh, combat. And- <laughs> Look at my baby girls. Hey, you know, I'm playing Shantae. I completely forgot to mention that. You know why yeah. I haven't played my oh, yeah, Switch so much? I got the arcade with Daniel, and I, I'm through um, two bosses. I've got two genies and um, or two little power ups, and it's Caroline. It's great. Like the I little know. the card mechanic is I so know. cool. I didn't think I'd ever like it when they announced it. I was like, oh it's no. Is it kind of like, um, like summer? Is the card mechanic kind of like a Chain of Memories, the Kingdom Hearts game that came out a while ago? You wouldn't know. Well, okay, what you're Carol, about. would you know? You get these. Um, you <laughs> get little booster skills as you. No, like, no, no. It was a GBA. Um, Wait, has it been that long? Yeah. Oh my god! Dream you, Drop Distance was 3DS. That's yeah. as, as you beat um, enemies, sometimes they drop cards, and if you get enough cards, you get like little boosters that you can equip, kind of alter, buff mm. Shantae's abilities. So it's more like an inventory kind, kind of, of thing where you build yeah. up, a, but an it's something else cards. to do and a little customization it's, without. Is there still like the shampoo for the hair cre- or the hair cream for like the upgrade on the hair whip and stuff, or is that all card based now? I haven't got that for yet. I've only through the second. I've gotten the second ability. I to Are be you honest still with you, hearts. Yes, okay. yes. Since I left, like the the little main hub, I haven't come back. I just keep. I've just been like you go. I don't want to spoil it. You go down beneath the surface, and I've just been down there. Okay, I haven't come back. Like I could have. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, I, I could have went I, left, I, I, and instead of going left, I just went right. I was like, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to go into it fresh. I need to find somebody that's going to PAX, like, ASAP. Um, bad, bits, <laughs> bad bits there. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah go message him. He's, he's there. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I for, completely forgot that. And the, and the thing, because what I wanted to say was, you know, and not that I want to slam Nintendo, but I think it's very timely. We've talked a lot about this Animal Crossing and all this. Do you know this Apple Arcade? Has 100% automatic cloud saves that I can hop from my TV and pick up my iPad and press a button and keep playing like nothing else has happened. And when the when damn iPad can do it and the little box of my TV can do it, and everybody's like, "Well, let's not let's not hold Nintendo to some high standards." Like, okay, (laughs) like this is getting a little ridiculous, guys. Yeah, (laughs) like it's automatic. I just start the game and it's like, here's where you left off. I'm like. Amazing! Oh, it's so good. And uh, Caroline, I'm playing this game. It's called RPG Golf that I bought for three ninety nine. It's yeah. a golf. It's like golf story. You go out mm-hmm. and you and the I've guys. The guy says, "Um, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this hands your golf club." Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um, you walk out to the tee, you hit your ball, and then as you walk to your ball, you have all these little enemies that run around, and you have to fight them in real time, like button masher, like two D Zelda. And you earn, yeah, and you earn, you earn experience and you get, you can get potions and you got to go into the mine to like get around to come back out the other side to get to the next hole. There's a golf cart. You got to find a key. There's stuff, man. Like I'm digging it. Aspire mini golf to be. Oh, it's so good. It's real, real good. I I paid $2.99 for it and I was like, yeah, buying all this Apple stuff was worth it. Is that on iPhone? $2 game. If it's on, if it's on iPad, it should be. Yep. It's so good. And a a little controller. Just sync my controller to it. It's so good. That's Sorry awesome. for the for the tangent. Nope. <laughs> but I was to, gonna... to fit. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I, I was tangenting. Finish your thought. I was gonna say it's like I was sitting here looking at the notes and I was like, I know I've played a lot of games. And I was like, but it didn't dawn on me. I was like, oh yeah, I'm playing this non-console game. That's why I didn't write them down. Mm-hmm. Um 
All right, we have one more question that I want to get to, just because we haven't done questions in so long. Sorry, the episode's too long. Steven, do you need to go? You okay? No, 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 I'm fine. Okay. Um, I got one more, and I wanted to do this one, because that was a great question when they asked me. Kaboski, I'm going to get to your question next week, but this one came in like a month ago. Take a Nintendo IP and pitch me your best spinoff. That one comes in from Brendan. Hmm. I love this question. I have one, but I will let somebody else go if they have one. I might need a minute to think about that. All right, Caroline, listen to me here. It's I want an cheap... Animal Crossing farm game. I just want an Animal Crossing farming game. Isn't that so what you Animal want Crossing Stardew is? Cross Animal no, Crossing like one where you could like I know with all of the sectors like yeah. marry a villager. You know, I'm not a furry, but I'm just saying like have that. <laughs> she so, said so. Yeah, you want you want Stardew Cross uh, Animal Crossing? She does. Yes, she does. But it was hilarious. She goes, I want an Animal Crossing farming game. She goes, no, 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 farming, then, you know, like all the farming. People. And then, the, yeah, then she's like, you know, you know, like marry the farmer. It's like, what? No, because animal farming, Harvest Moon, Stardew Games, there's a marriage aspect to it. I'm not a furry, but you would obviously have to marry like a. F- but you didn't say anything about crops or adventures sorry, or sorry, anything. Sorry. You said separate things and right. marry. You said I want an animal crossing words. game this is where, Brian where you get to marry me. people. This is where Brian laughs at me because in my mind, I segue from thing to thing, but I don't verbalize. So yeah. I just say one thing, but shoot all the way over to the other thought. To what you really want. Like, no, we yeah. get you. <laughs> I'm not a you want, you want more husbands. We understand. <laughs> I mean, I think you could be. I'm not. I don't know. I, I mean, it's just. Gosh, no, man. I do want, you know, I, I, I'm going to piggyback off of yours a little bit. I would really like a 3D Animal Crossing game. You know, like, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh. Like a walk around, like I'm thinking, like 3D is the right word. Okay, you're not talking. You're talking about like not top down look. Yeah, but like like adventure, like world game, like Free walk camera. around, camera behind the character, you know, like Mario esque kind of thing, like open Mario level kind of. That would be fun. All right, um, Heroes Mine. I've had those for a long time. I've, I've actually probably pitched on Jack before because I really believe in this idea. I want a 2D platforming Zelda game that's like, like Paper too. Mario. In the sense that, like, like Link Between Worlds, I want all of the puzzles and everything to be able to where you can, like, stick to the walls and go upside down and, like, everything kind of be based off of that. But it's very much 2D Zelda, get to the end of the level, do all the Zelda things in between, like, and I want it to be level-based. I want an overworld and everything. I want overworld. You can walk around in, go to the different levels, pick the different caves, yeah. do the dungeons. You got to you got to get so many, th- you know, shields or or runes or whatever you want to pendants before you can unlock the dungeon. That's kind mm-hmm. of what I I've always thought that that makes. Ever since I saw Link Between Worlds, that's kind of what I've always wanted. I was like, man, that makes too much sense because like the way that Zelda builds, the way that Zelda builds puzzles. With like yeah. switches and stuff like that, that makes yeah. for that whole 2D cross plane type stuff that fits so incredibly well. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. The other one that I have is is very similar, a 2D Splatoon level. Um, well, you literally, you took that. the words out of my mouth. Oh, really? Well, then go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I was I was just thinking, you know, I, I was talking earlier. I, I love Mega Man X and, and 2D side scrollers like right. that. And I think it would be pretty easy and fun to take Splatoon, make it 2D side scroller, and you do just level base, where at the end you have some sort of boss you have to fight. And like Mega Man, you can get some sort of weapon or ability 
from Ooh. beating that boss. And then on the next stage, you can use that new weapon or that new ability to yep. help. Uh, you know, the enemies might have a certain weakness or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's pretty easy, natural, and I, I think it would be a lot of fun. I agree. And for all those reasons, and I just add that I think the ink mechanic of being able to swim and things that you paint, mm-hmm. that adds yeah, so much. Yeah, you can add some sweet puzzle stuff to it. That adds so that. much verticality and things to that type of game that I think That's it would be. Yeah. yeah, it'd be really, really good. So anything else, guys, before we wrap it up here? I was just going to officially answer Josh's question, too, about a game that I... Uh, oh, I'm uh, sorry. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I, I was just going to say... Um, what did we do? Did you... I, I showed we, we, we got We got I showed pens on, and Donnie uh, said, Shante, and then we... Um, no, I was just going to say that uh, for me, it was Splatoon, actually. I, I did not think that I was going to enjoy Splatoon at all. Whenever I looked at it, trailers, Ooh. things like that, it, it just... No, I, it, it wasn't for me. And when the Switch came out and all we had initially was like Breath of the Wild and Splatoon, I was like, I want something else. Um, like Breath of the Wild will tide me over forever, but I still wanted something else to play. So I went ahead and picked it up just to try it. And uh, and it won me over very quickly. So that was a game that I didn't think I would like at all, but, uh, that I ended up being a, a, a real favorite of mine. Arms 2? Yeah, Arms 2 as well. I, I mean, no, no, not- I mean, do you think we'll get Arms 2? Oh, no, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, no, I, no, I, I, no. I think I think arms is was fun and a great idea, but I don't think it was a big enough commercial success for them to release a second one. It sold pretty well. I right? could see it kind of bundled copies. into I, some other kind of game. That may, like no, that's maybe a fighting type game where there's a variety sure. of different battles. And as part of that, you have arms type battles. But I, I, like I would arms- be surprised to see arms, too. Arms and one two switch and those kinds of games were just there to fill game space and yeah. demonstrations. Well, and, and show off what the switch could do too. Yeah, exactly yeah. demonstrations. They, it was so funny that they went so far non Wii U, but the early Switch was still so like rooted in Wii. You know, mm-hmm. they were so excited about Joy Cons and show you what they could do with it, <laughs> and then it was like they released Breath of the Wild and like apparently somebody got the drift. They're like nobody cares. Yeah, I would say outside of uh, Ring Fit, I don't think I use the Joy-Cons for anything besides regular uh, regular play. And they're like, mm. okay, let's just put out a Mario game and let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that will do it for uh, for us this week here at the Nintendo Shack. And we'll, uh, we'll catch you next week, Cooper. Good night. Au revoir. Bye. Good night.